0: i am back and welcome back to another episode of the talking blues podcast alex would have thought he did a better intro than me yet he can't seem to get through an intro without stumbling yes it's josh back here with my two co-hosts alex and peter i'm the best host on this pod. wow that is a very god complex thing to say i'm a better co-host than alex on this podcast and i do the intros better than him if you think otherwise i'm sorry and i'm here
1: this guy comes back and thinks he's the shit
0: that was a very God-complex thing to say. I was in the moment, okay, of just saying that I am better than you. That's all I needed to say. And how dare you? And how dare you on your own behalf when I'm not here, when I'm not even able to speak up for myself, say that you're a better co-host than me? That's such a pussy thing to do, might I add. Sorry for the mm. bad language to start off this podcast. But, like, how pussy of a thing to do that you can't even say it and you have to do it behind the person's back? And expect I can me say to it right now.
1: I'm the best person co-host i mean i'm the best host on this podcast
0: oh so now you're gone complex you think you're the best out of the two of us no no no. peter's
1: obviously the best but i'm ahead of you
0: yeah thanks guys that's
2: nice of you guys hey you know uh, as the best host according to alex why don't we just move on to the first topic that's that's a good idea is obviously the chelsea versus zenit champions league game that took place this week no 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 (laughs) no
0: i wanted to make sure to say that i changed my statement and i said i was wrong And I said I'm the best person at doing the intro of this podcast. I never consider myself like a God Complex like Alex and said I'm the best host. I never said that. I just said I'm the best at doing intros because that's what Alex was saying last episode. He said he did a better intro than I did. So just remember, listeners, that Alex is saying he's the best host, God Complex. I'm just saying I'm the best person at doing the intros. So just know that I'm the nicer nicer person on the show. That's all I got to say. And I think... I think kindness goes a long way, so that's I all. agree. That's all I gotta I say. G- Peter, I agree. Go into the Zenit game. Go ahead. I will give you the uh, way to do that. See, look how I'm being kind. And letting Why me you're cope. skipping?
1: Yeah, but you're skipping me now. You already no, talked I'm and I cut off Peter, so I would like to let him go. That's that's true. Fair enough, Peter.
2: That's very nice (laughs) of you guys. Thank you. I'll go. I mean, I'll be honest, right? Uh, I don't know if remember if we touched on it on the last episode, but I was not able to watch the game. And I don't think any of us were able to watch the game besides highlights. So uh, coming into this, I actually pretty much have no idea how really the course of the game went besides watching highlights. And so I'm going to preface anything I say by saying that, if the opinions are wrong, it is because I did not have the full context, so I'll just say that, but uh, I mean, apparently Kovacic played really well, which obviously doesn't show up in highlights because whatever Kovacic does he does it's not flashy well sometimes it is flashy but he just keeps the ball well dribble as well which is good to see I think he's really starting to pick up steam and I mean obviously it's gonna be unfortunate when Conte gets back because I think Kovacic is the odd man out but it's good to see him uh, uh staying in form playing very well so if Conte happens to miss more time uh even when he gets back if he gets re-entered or something that know that we have a very 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 capable backup in Kovacic and also I, I, I'm not sure if Sewell got on the pitch, but, I mean, I would have liked to see him. I didn't see him regardless because I wasn't watching the game, but I think it would have been good for him to get some play time. Uh, same with Chiwo. I think a, I, I understand why go wanted to go with kind of the full-strength 11 uh, for this game, but I would have rather seen Chilwell, uh and get some, have him have some game time. He obviously came on, I think, with, like, like five minutes left, maybe, something like that. Uh, obviously, Alonso started over him, so I don't understand r- really what Chihuahua did wrong. I mean, he, it's not like he played badly at the end of last season. I don't know what Alonzo... like, does Alonso, uh like, have blackmail on Tuchel or something? Because, I mean, even though I think. Maybe playing the fourth of him was the right decision. I don't think swapping Chil and for Alonso would have ruined the entire game, and it would have been good to not in such of a high competition like a Premier League against a team at Zenit who's not really all that uh, to get some game time uh, for Chil to get some game time, which is kind of the same thing as Sewell. I Would have liked to see Saúl start this game to kind of also get some more game time and get used to the system. Uh, same thing with Kepa, maybe get Keppa match, uh, just so in case Mendy gets a freak injury or something, uh, he's ready to come in, but I mean, whatever, we started the full strength 11, we won 1-0, isn't too great considering it's home at Stamford Bridge and it wasn't against the greatest team in Zenit, but I mean, a win's a win and we got the win, we kept the clean sheet, although they did have a good few chances on the highlights, uh, uh, we did keep the clean sheet. Mendy made a few saves. They did, uh, have a few misses where they arguably could have scored, which I don't like to see considering, uh, they're not that, uh, all that great. And if they were able to break down our defense, uh, maybe a better team might be able to exploit that. But like I said, clean sheets, clean sheets, wins a win. Uh, the only thing I'll touch on is that I think Aspi. uh, I think a major complaint I kind of had with him. Uh, last uh, last season was that he really wasn't all that good at getting balls into the box. He got into these advanced positions, but he never really had that end product. But, I mean, in the game, he obviously uh, got a pass back from, I think it was Reese James, and he curled a great ball into the box for Lukaku, which I do want to say we have to do more of. Just uh, We have to go back to what Frank Lampard did. <laughs> Frank Lampard just run down the wings and cross the ball into the box, because now we actually have a target man who can score. We don't have... Like Kai Havertz playing up top, who really isn't that great in the air. We don't have Tammy Abraham, who, despite being tall, uh, can't win aerial duels. We have Lukaku, who is arguably one of the best uh, aerial threats in football. So you just need to get more crosses in because, as you can see, it worked as these ball in got finished by Lukaku. Um, besides that, I don't really know what else to say. I guess I can't really give a man of the matchup because I didn't wasn't able to watch the full game. So I guess I'll just give it to Lukaku for scoring the game-winning goal. And hopefully I don't miss more Champions League games, but it's hard since they're at the midweek where we obviously have school and I have uh, soccer afterwards, which if the games are at three, I really can't see them, which is unfortunate. But uh, hopefully I won't miss too many of those in the future. Apologies for that. But I think I did a good job still kind of going over everything I could.
1: I would very much agree, Peter. Um, So I watched most of the game except for like the first 15 minutes. So I I have a, I I think I have a decent understanding enough to give a man of the match. So I will do that. But um, I thought Chelsea were a bit slow to start the game. Uh, I think we kind of didn't get off to the best role. Um, You know, I wasn't really surprised by Tuchel putting out a strong lineup because I thought Zenit actually were a very strong side. Uh, obviously, the scoreline reflected that—that that we did not just roll over them. Um, you know, they—they they definitely shut us down in a lot of aspects. That bald defender—I'm sorry that I'm referring to him as the bald defender—but he was extremely good all uh, evening, and I thought he was sensational back there. Um, and uh, you know, Chelsea played well in some in some aspects. Sometimes I felt like we were a bit not pushing it enough. Some, like you said, Peter, not. Putting the ball in the box uh, where Lukaku was waiting, but eventually we were able to do that when we got a bit more desperate towards the end of the game. Um, I, I thought Man of the Match, to be honest, is kind of a weird one, but I, I don't really have one because it's, you know, I know <laughs> you know just a second ago I was like, yeah, I watched the game so I can give a Man of the Match, but it, it was kind of an odd game in where no one really stood out that much. Um, I thought Reese James and Alonzo really didn't get involved in the game much. Thought Mason Mount wasn't great. I thought Ziek wasn't great. I'd, Lukaku was okay. I'd probably give the man of the match to Lukaku because I I don't think there was anyone who was much much better. Actually, changing my mind. I know I'm doing this all on the podcast, but I'm gonna give it to Tony Rudiger. Um, I you know I just kind of. I'm trying to think like who had a solid game with multiple moments. I thought Tony Rudiger did. I think Lukaku had one or two moments. So I'm going to give it to Rudiger, but co-man of the match is uh, Romelu Lukaku. Rudiger uh, made that a very good tackle when that Zenit player was through on goal, and he came and sweeped up. Uh, so that was a very important intervention from him. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it from that game. And speaking of Antonio Rudiger, there has been contract talks. Obviously, he only has one year left on his contract. So his contract expires at the end of uh, this upcoming season. So in January, he can start negotiating with other clubs. So Chelsea have offered him 140k a week uh, and it feels and he feels that it sh- fell short of his expectations, according to some reports. Um, he's getting paid, I believe, 100,000 a week right now, and he's looking for a double in his wages. So he's looking for about200,000 uh, euros a week. And he is only getting offered about half of that. Uh, he's kind of only halfway there. So Chelsea will have to get uh, a re- will have to raise their price if they want to keep him. Uh, some of the players uh, earning more than two hundred thousand dollars a week right now, or two hundred thousand euros a week, are Romelu Lukaku and Golo Kanté. And yes, Josh, Timo Werner is earning more than two hundred thousand uh, euros a week, which is kind of crazy, but. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you know, this article says Chelsea are on, uh, extremely unlikely to cave into his demands. But uh, obviously, if they cannot attract another defender such as Koundé, they may be forced to uh, meet those demands anyway. I hope we keep Rudiger. I really liked him. He's really stepped it up like crazy recently. Uh, so I really hope he sticks around.
0: Alex, it's not crazy that Timo Werner is making more... Uh, than 200 euros it's sad uh, at this point that our bench player uh, our bench warmer is is making over 200 hey don't years.
1: disrespect them like that don't disrespect them like
0: that alex when was the last time you started a match
1: <laughs> that i can't tell you
0: mhm peter when was the last time you started a match um okay uh, timo verner is our bench warmer who is making over 200 million euros Thank you very much. Uh, my role 200, here. 200,000 euros a Man, week. Yeah, 200,000 200, euros more. a week. Sorry, 200,000 euros a week. I apologize. Uh, our bench warmer making 200,000 uh, euros a week, everybody. Let's clap it up for Chelsea and Alex and Peter and their continued support for Timo Werner. That's all, I guess that's all I'm here to do on this podcast is just absolutely trash the living hell out of Timo Werner. Is that really why I've been brought back? I don't know. But, um yeah, I mean Chelsea control possession in this match like they do uh, when they when they know what they're doing. And I would say that uh, the Thomas Tuchel system of getting 800 passes in a match, which is double the amount of Zenit, is the uh, the way to go here. As they do win one nil, a great ball in, a great head in by Romelu Lukaku seems like he's getting his uh his scoring his name on the scoring sheet in every match for Chelsea at this point. Um, I wasn't there to talk about it for the recap of the match this past weekend against Aston Villa. But um, yeah, just a sensational two goals by him in those games as well, in that game as well. And we had another one thing I want to talk about when it comes to Champions League matches. One game specifically, in the 90th plus minute, Manchester United has gone down <laughs> and lost their first match they came against none other than young boys. In the 90th plus. Fifth minute, BSC Young Boys have <laughs> defeated Manchester United. If you don't know BSC Young Boys, here's a little, here's a little, here's a little background info. Uh, they're a Swiss sports club based in Switzerland, uh, and their first team has won 15 Swiss league championships and six Swiss cups, and um, they are one of the most successful Swiss football clubs, but. I don't think Swiss football clubs have anything to do with Premier League clubs. But don't worry, Manchester United still lost to them. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, y-
1: y- young boys, Gilfie Sigurdsson's favorite, if anyone gets the reference.
0: Okay. And then um, my, my question to you two, as Alex talked about it, talked about who makes more than uh, €200,000 a week, because I got that wrong the first time. Uh, you mentioned who made that much, but Peter Alex, is Rudiger that good of a player to be making 200,000 euros a week? I think that's a question we need to be asking ourselves, so I asked that question to you two. Is it is he worth it as a player?
2: Uh, that's tough, because I think it's, you obviously listed who's making over 200,000 a weekend. Taymo Werner is making 200000 a week, so in comparison, is Rudiger worth 200000 a week? I mean, yes, right? He's more important to our team. He's obviously a starter. He's stepping up big, like Alex said. But then again, is he really worth two hundred k a week when we can get Kunde for... I think his salary was reported to be around 100000 which is what Rudiger's on now. Is it really worth it to bring him back for twice the wages when we could sign Kunde, who's... Uh, younger and arguably more, uh, has more potential. I mean, that's not really arguable. He has more potential. Rudiger's obviously more developed. But so is it really worth it to meet these demands? Personally, I don't think it is. I think we should kind of hold out for as long as we can. I do want to bring him back, but if it gets to the point where he's holding out for only exclusively uh, up- double his wages. I think we sh- shouldn't resign him. As much as I love him, and I love him as a player, and love him as a guy in the field who always tries to get into fights, and as a personality, he's just a great player and guy, and it's fun to have on your team. I think I would rather sign Koundé and get him on cheaper wages than keep Rüdiger for these very uh, these very expensive wages. Because I obviously understand where he's coming from. He's getting up there in age. He wants to sign this big contract so he can make money before... Probably in a few years can't get as much because it's probably going to drop off a bit. I understand where he's coming from, but I don't think we should give in. I think either he will give in eventually or he'll leave but I think he likes Chelsea. I think I think we will be able to get him for cheaper. If we can get him anything, really anything, close to 100000 it doesn't even have to be close to it. Just drop it down from 200000 I think it's uh, important that we shine him because he's obviously very, very talented. He's obviously, I think he was up there shortlisted for uh, uh, the UEFA uh, Defender of the Year, uh, which, I mean, he's obviously very talented, but I don't know if he's worth those wages.
1: Yeah, I agree, Peter. Yeah. Um... I think we'll probably get him for something around 160, €170,000 a week, and I think I'd be okay with that. All right, moving on here uh, for our final segment of the episode, the Tottenham preview. Uh, Chelsea play Tottenham 11.30 on Sunday, uh, 11.30 Eastern time at U.S., and that is 4.30 is that four thirty? Yeah, it's four thirty, right? I'm I just want to let everyone
0: everything. know that once again, that's as a also host, your job. Uh, yeah, and I would have gotten that on the spot. I actually had that and was going to unmute a little bit earlier. I wanted to see how your hosting abilities were, Alex, and they were not subpar. So
1: um, they um, weren't subpar, or they were subpar. They were subpar. Sorry. Oh, okay.
0: Now I'm d- it's getting late. Okay, you know what? It is getting late. It's past ten p.m. here. In the Eastern time. As what like time recall. is that?
1: What time is that UK time, though? That's the real question. What
0: time is that UK time? That is about uh, f- 3.17. Four, mm, mm-hmm. See, I'm good there. But Alex, what time is it at 11.30 in the UK?
1: 4.30.
0: Hmm. Took you a little bit <laughs> to get that one, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. I had that this whole time. It was already converted in my head from when I saw it f- 30 minutes ago before we recorded this episode, I would say. so. Um, All right. But anyway, yes, it is my role, so let me take it over. Thank you very much. Sunday, September 19th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, 4.30 p.m. A big match against Tottenham. Chelsea sits second with 10 points in the Premier League table. Uh, although we are tied with 10 points with the other top four teams, including Man United, Liverpool, and Everton. Uh, it, it talks about, you know, the goal difference and obviously goals for... Uh, Man United sit above with 11, as we have nine. And Liverpool also has nine, which is interesting. Tottenham sit with nine points, which is just a point behind us, in seventh. Uh, so they'll be trying to, obviously, declare their spot in the top four. This is a big, big match, uh, if you didn't know already. I'm sure you do. Uh, but yeah, you know, Chelsea, I think, are looking to secure a big win, and this is the way to get it. Obviously, Aston Villa is not going to really show your your true team spirit, as it will against Tottenham here a very good opponent. So I will start with my backline and my goalkeeper of Edouard Mendy, Backline of Asby, Christensen, and Rudiger. Uh, no Trevor Chalaba here, although it could be a little different for you guys. We'll have to see.
2: For me, I have Mendy keeping his spot in goal because obviously if we're not playing Kepa in the Champions League, we certainly wouldn't play him in the Premier League. And then across the back, Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Azpilicueta.
1: I'm going to go Mendy, Aspe Silva, and Rudiger, uh, Silva in there for Christensen. Right wing back, I'm going to go Reese James. Left wing back, I'm going to go Marcus Alonso. Center midfield, Jorginho and Kovacic, um, and that's my midfield.
0: I also agree with that midfield, Alex. I think James, Alonso, Kovacic, Jorginho. Uh, All fit in there well. I don't think we see Ziesh uh, Ziesh in this front line. Sorry. Uh, For this match, I do think we definitely see Romelu Lukaku. I don't think he's he's getting any sits for Timo Werner to hop in there anytime soon with those many goals that he's scoring that Timo Werner should have been doing last year. But he doesn't, and Lukaku does. So that's why he's there. Um, Yup, striker Romelu Lukaku. Whoever just tried to unmute it to talk about how good Timo Werner is, yeah, you better stay muted. And then the uh, other two forwards, Mount and Havertz, maybe. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of questioning that here, but I mean, I guess I'll, I'll have to wait and hear what you guys have to say.
2: For me, uh, I still have to do my midfield. I think, I guess, Alonso will start again. I don't really know what Tuchel is doing with Chilwell, so I guess I'll just have Alonso in there. I think Jorginho and Kovacic across the middle. I think Reese James comes back in after suspension. Lukaku will obviously be up front. I think Havertz will come back into the starting lineup. And I think that, guess who? Mr. 200,000 a week, Timo Werner will start.
1: Alright, so for my front three, Peter, I'm going very similar to you. I'm going to go Mason Mount, I'm going to go Romelu Lukaku, and then I'm going to have Timo Werner starting in the front three. I think he gets his chance. I'm literally not even doing this to like uh, you know make Josh annoyed, but... That was I literally had it written down before you even we've even started this episode. So, yes, that's my front three. Um, and then for my score prediction, I'm going to go for a one 0 win, and I think Romelu Lukaku scores again.
0: Now I'll do the slow clap I was doing while you were talking, but uh... <laughs> hold the you with Timo Werner in your starting lineups. Let's see what that brings to Chelsea. You know what? Throw him in there, and then we will all see how good Timo Werner really is once again. And my point will just be proven to another, just add another bullet point to the Timo Werner board. Might as well do so. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about Timo Werner against the, uh, oh yeah, Peter, I think the episode, whatever it was, like three episodes ago, not two episodes ago, um, when we were talking about Timo Werner um, and Alex was talking about how he scored a goal and how it was so exciting on international break, it was actually against the Armenians men's national team. That's who we scored a goal against. So, Class opposition,
1: if I've ever heard of any.
0: Mm-hmm. We will uh, talk to you about Timo Werner and all of your other Chelsea news on our new episode of the Talking Blues podcast next week when we recap this match. Um, and we will have to see. I, I don't think Rudiger will have a new contract by then. I was about to say if Rudiger has a new contract. but uh, yeah. Josh, be- what's your score prediction? Oh, my score prediction. Shoot, I forgot those are a thing. My score prediction, since Timo Werner isn't starting, I think Chelsea will actually win. I think you guys should say something <laughs> differently. Uh, either a draw or a, a loss to Chelsea since Timo Werner is in your starting lineup. and I will, take, I, will, I will literally not take anything but a draw or a loss from you guys because if it's a win, then that's just not right if Timo Werner is in the lineup.
1: Well, I already said I'm, we're winning
0: 1-0. Well, that's just wrong because Timo Werner is in okay. the starting lineup. and I don't, how, right. how are we going <laughs> to get a goal? Lukaku, Yes.
1: Yes, I did no. have Lukaku, but it's going to be a Timo Werner assist, a beautiful chipped cross, right into Lukaku's beautiful big head that's going <laughs> to head it right into the goal, okay? Uh,
0: as you know, I don't do goal scores, but I do do goals, and I do also think Chelsea wins 1-0, specifically because Timo Werner's on the starting lineup. No, I'm just kidding, but I, I do think Chelsea come up on top 1-0. Okay,
2: which leaves me. And you did say it's gonna, uh, it would be a draw or a loss of Timo Werner's in the starting lineup. But as you know, it's been working, so I'm gonna have to continue the tradition. Uh, three 0 Chelsea win incoming. You know, very Tuchel
1: masterclass. Tuchel yep, masterclass.
2: Yep, for sure, for sure, totally gonna happen. But I mean, it's been working, so I gotta keep going. Three note Chelsea. She would have to come up with three goal scorers, and you know who that's gonna be? Timo Werner timo werner oh my God. and guess hat who trick. timo werner hat trick three no chelsea let's go Damn,
0: let's go i love how peter's just throwing in just random random things at this point that,
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> parody, It's, right. He's a, serious, like, it's a serious prediction i think it'll be actually two no chelsea and i think lukaku and uh havertz will get goals
0: okay okay all right. So so we'll have to, uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I think episode Monday or Tuesday, look out for it. And we will be seeing uh, one of Peter's favorite as Chelsea won 3 0 against them, Aston Villa, in the EFL Cup third round on Wednesday. Um, so we'll preview that and obviously recap this Tottenham match as well. Like I said, Monday or Tuesday, look out for an episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues podcast. You can subscribe, you can drop five stars. If you can do either of those things or both of those things, that would be great. And a third thing that I add, uh, if you can please follow us on Twitter at talking Blues Pod, it would be amazing. Really help us out. Uh, and, you know, obviously all our content is on there. So go look forward to that. We are really excited uh, to be, be talking about this Chelsea winning team once again. Uh, you know, so I'm happy to be back too. So thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh and I joined, or was joined in this episode by both of my co-hosts, Alex and Peter. And we will see you early next week for our recap of this match. Hopefully a Chelsea win.
1: Welcome to the All 80s Movies
2: Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for
0: movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley
1: girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you.
0: Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time?
2: Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not so favorite movie moments
0: too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.